Welcome to The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, an original pandemic noir radio play by the women playwrights of San Francisco's Three Girls Theater. I'm AJ Baker, founding artistic director of 3GT. Our company's nonprofit mission is to raise the voices of women on stage while lowering the financial barriers for audience members to hear those voices. Although theaters were dark in 2020, we continued paying our artists to make new plays, and more than 30 writers, actors, and designers collaborated on the show you're about to hear. As with all 3GT productions, it's my pleasure to invite you to enjoy the show, and if you do, donate what you wish at threegirlstheater.org. Thank you for your support. Now, kick back, relax, and imagine yourself back in the golden age of old-time radio detectives. Welcome to Three Girls Theater Radio production of The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake. Today, for your ears only, we bring you Episode 3, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. It's a gray, wet Tuesday afternoon here at Tabard Lake Lodge, a luxury retreat hidden high in the eastern Sierras. A few days ago, four actors, a stage manager, and a director arrived to spend a week working on a brand new script with playwright and producer Alice Singer. But that evening, a huge storm cut off all communications with the outside world, and the playwright was found in the main lodge, dead. My name is Chauncey, and I'm a private eye from San Francisco. Alice hired me as production manager for the workshop, but my real job was to keep an eye on the participants. Alice had a history with all six, and she told me something had happened to make her think one of them wanted her dead. So she wrote this play to expose their secret sins and unmask the evildoer. With Alice gone, I've got till the end of the week to figure out who done it. I'm no theater person. So I enlisted Nolan, the director, to be my crime-solving partner. Of course, I don't really trust him. I haven't eliminated him or anyone else as a suspect yet. And I also haven't told him that I'm monitoring his rehearsals from a secret hidden room behind a one-way mirror in the bar. (laughs) You tending bar today, Chauncey? Ha! No, just making a cocktail for myself. What you drinking? Old school gimlet. Half London dry gin, half roses lime juice. You're kidding. Want to try one, Nolan? What the hell? I hardly ever see anyone but me drinking a gimlet. It was my dad's favorite. And of course, Philip Marlowe. Of course. Here you go. Cheers. That's powerful. It's got some secret ingredients. Mm. What's in this uh, fancy velvet box? I don't know. I found it behind the bar. Might as well open it. Oh my god. I recognize this. It was a prop in one of Alice's early plays. Looks like some kind of mask. A death mask. Maybe she wanted you to use it in rehearsal? Maybe. Uh, Simone will be here any minute. You still think she's a suspect after yesterday's blow-up? Hey, boss. I see you're hard at work. Simone! Uh, Chauncey and I were just talking about you. 
Chauncey? Uh, they were right here a minute ago. You're seeing things. What's in that drink? Ha ha. Anything to report? I can tell you this. Everyone had bad blood with Alice. There's tons of rumors out there. I heard that Freddy... Oh, what a beautiful morning. Or is it afternoon? <laughs> I guess it must be afternoon since the bar is open. Madame stage manager, I'll take a Jack Daniels neat and keep my tab open. God, Fred, are you ever going to sober up? God, Simone, are you ever going to lighten up? Where are you going, Nolan? I left my um, uh, coffee mug in the library. I'll be right back. Chauncey, I know you're hiding back here somewhere. Where's that secret room off the library Simone was talking about? Aha! The bookcase does slide open like that. <coughs> well, what's this? Dry ice? Oh, I can barely see anything. Oh, well, it's freezing in here. Come on in, Nolan. I've been waiting for you. What the hell? It's me, Alice. Alice, of course. Very theatrical. Aren't you supposed to be dead? I am. You look pretty damn good for a ghost. At least what I can make out for all this fog. Looks can be deceiving, in fact. Pretty much everything can be deceiving, as you, of all people, are well aware. Okay. Why am I here, oh ghost of Alice? I think you know. Because we have unfinished business, you and me. That's right. What you did 35 years ago still haunts us both in ways you can't even understand. Until you truly make amends, neither of us will ever rest in peace. Alice, I'm truly sorry for everything that went down. And I'm even more sorry that in all these years we, we, we never... Sorry is not good enough. It's too late. You saw the death mask. The sins of the... Get the picture. No. What kind of amends do you want from me? You're going to have to figure that out yourself before the end of the week. And all this finger pointing in your script. What's that all about? Just keep following the clues. To what end? There's the secret, lover. There's the secret. Why are you playing this game? Can't we just have it out? Talk about what happened like... <coughs> <coughs> Jesus Christ! What gives with the dry ice effects? Cut it out already! Can't you tell the difference between stage effects and supernatural experiences anymore? I have got... <coughs> I've got to be hallucinating. What did Chauncey put in my drink? I have a new scene for you to work on today, Nolan. It's time for you to finally face up to Freddy. I cast you opposite him. What the? There on the floor in front of you. Take five steps forward. This is crazy. Pick it up. Pick it up. Okay. 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 
goodbye, Nolan. Until we meet again on the astral plane. Or wherever. I'm in a store. God damn it, Alice. There's no such thing as ghosts. Alice! Nolan, we were just going to send out a search party. What's the matter with you, man? You look like you've seen a ghost. Well, what do you mean? Did you see her? I mean, very funny, Freddy. I just, um, I, I realized we had an old version of the script, so I had to go back for it. Here's the new one. It's called, um, Lust Can Be Deceiving. There's a playwright's note on the first page. <clears throat> This scene is based on a real-life 1921 Hollywood scandal, the lascivious tale of Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle and his infamous party at the St. Francis Hotel. The San Francisco Examiner breathlessly covered the trial, and Arbuckle blamed William Hurst and the media for his downfall. That's some subject matter. Since I'm the comedian, I assume I'll be playing Arbuckle. No, Alice wanted me to play Arbuckle. That's stupid. You're not funny. You read Hearst. Stuart, can you direct? My pleasure. Before we start, let's all share a moment of meditation to get in the right mindset. Um. um. <coughs> okay, our sin is lust. Simone, you've got stage directions, and from the top, please. Arbuckle bursts into Hearst's newspaper office, brandishing a gun. Achoo! What are you doing in here? Put that thing away! You're crucifying me in your newspaper, and you know I'm innocent! Arbuckle moves closer as Hearst backs away. Is this how an innocent man acts? I'm afraid your reputation precedes you, fatty. I'm sure there are plenty of women and men who would testify to your proclivities. I could name names. <sighs> It's all rumor and innuendo. I'm a comedian. Everybody jokes around. So I pinch a few cheeks. What of it? <laughs> yeah, but which cheeks? <clears throat> Why don't you give me that gun before you have even more to regret? Sure. It's just a prop. Fake. Like a newspaper. He throws the gun on the desk. It goes off. Ah, just a blank. No harm done. And there wasn't any harm done that night, either. The young lady was ill before she arrived. That's your story, but not the story from our source. She says you assaulted that sweet, innocent girl. Hold one second. Does anyone know if this is a true story about Fatty Arbuckle? <coughs> yeah, it's kind of true. He did get accused and went to trial, but in the end he was exonerated. Still, it completely ruined his career. Got it. There was fake news even a hundred years ago. <laughs> Fred, feel free to follow your heart and improv a bit here, okay? Sure thing. Help me! Help me! Too bad the cameras weren't rolling, Nolan. Oops! I mean fatty. Good. More of that. No! Your so-called witness is making it up all for money. Just like you are. Your stinking story sells newspapers, and the truth doesn't. Keep it up. 
You're making your own headlines. Accused actor storms into newspaper publisher's office with a gun. Demanding justice. I deserve to be hoid. Is it justice you want? Or do you just want it all to go away like all your other indiscretions and betrayals? Only this time you're on the short end, right, Nolan? Um, Seward, a little help here? No, I love it. Keep going, Fred. You're selfish and willfully ignorant of the damage you've done all these years. You've ruined lives and taken credit and walked all over people. This is ridiculous. I am done. Nolan, honey, why are you so upset? I'm just getting into character. Or is it a little too close to home? Come on, Nolan. We all know you've slept with anybody who's got a body. Your conquests were legendary. That was a long, long time ago. (laughs) It's not something I'm proud of. Believe me. To be fair, neither Alice nor I were unwilling participants. We both thought you were so hot, it was worth it. Well, be that as it may, I'm still not making excuses for the way things went down. Maybe Alice just didn't like you, Nolan. What's your problem, Stuart? Hmm? I owe Freddie an apology, yes. And maybe Susanna. And Evie. And of course, Alice. But there was never anything between you and me. Or between you and me. Oh, Simone, it's just... Your allergies. I know... Okay, I get it. Nolan had a thing with almost everyone and generally behaved badly. But Alice was proudly and aggressively polyamorous. To know her was to love her, she used to say. Any bad blood between her and Nolan had to be based on a lot more than just sex. There's something about Nolan that seems so familiar. I can't quite put my finger on it. He's smart, secretive, powerful, a little mysterious, and he drinks Gimlets. I like that in a man. But does it get him off the hook for Alice's murder? I need to sleep on it. So not much progress. With only four more rehearsals, the clues had better start adding up. At this point, everyone's still suspect. You've been listening to Three Girls Theatre Radio, The Sins and Secrets of Tabard Lake, created by A.J. Baker. Tune in next time for episode four, The Girl Who Knew Too Much, when we hear Evie say, Gaze deep into my death-mossed red eyes and be afraid, be very afraid. Episode three, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Written by Susan Jackson, Mercilee Jenkins, and A.J. Baker. Dramaturgy and direction by Pamela Hollings. Starring Fenneris Chauncey, Louis Parnellas Nolan, Federico Edwards is Fred, Lawrence Radiker is Stewart, Mary Paulson is Alice, and Zoe Chen is Simone. Associate producer, Zach Kopsiak. Production manager, Mary Paulson. Sound engineer, Jules and Delicato. Sound effects, Eliana Vela. Original music composed by Nick Chang and performed by Thrown Out Bones. Liliana Urbane, Sam Miller, and Nick Chang. This original radio play, copyright 2021. Three Girls Theatre Company. All rights reserved.